0: In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma...
1: Brought to you this week by the National Basketball Association. Welcome into episode 94 of The Gospel Friends. I am Chase Captain Crunchy Thompson, joined by Rev Verbage and Emmanuel Marsh, and this is a very special and abbreviated episode of the show.
0: Chase, you had some ministry questions tonight.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah, so... As we
0: roll on here in the. Uh late night edition of the gospel Friends. new
1: segment adventures in ministry whereby we will uh, maybe going forward share some personal ministry stories successes failures some things we've learned or some humorous anecdotes what is the worst or funniest mistake you've ever made in the name of ministry and whichever one of you wants to go first take the floor
0: All right, so I wanted to give a shout out to my old youth group. Um, some of the funnier uh, things that happened in ministry for me was when uh, we would do these youth outreach events every month, uh, where we were going downtown to feed homeless people, and which is is a was a good ministry, and um, I, I think it was. Uh, It was good for our youth to be involved in it. Uh, But trying to corral a a youth group that was cooking the dinner, loading up the dinner into the church van, getting it downtown to where we were going, unpacking it, feeding, uh, repacking the van, getting back to the church, cleaning up. It was a long night. And um, the, the church van paid a price. You have to understand something about the Hall of Dogma church van Um, We didn't have anything to do with buying it or painting it, uh, but let's just say that it it has a very large heart on the side of it, uh, Mm -hmm. along with uh, an old phone number uh, to the church that ended in love, L-O-V-E. Yeah, buddy. love mobile. Yeah, so you're driving down the road in a uh, church (laughs) van that has a huge heart on the side with the word love on it, and
2: uh, so you're but already are you advertising?
0: Yeah, yeah. You're already getting a lot of looks. Okay, you're already getting a lot of looks. So the church van, you know, it, it took its share of criticism, and um, but one of the things that would happen is that the food was not always properly uh, contained, and so it would spill often into the back of the church van, and um, so after a couple of years, the the van smelled. Um, Ripe, uh, and uh, so
1: unbelievably bad, unbelievably I
0: mean, bad, awful. All right, so here, here's the funny story. One spring, uh, we went down to <laughs> we went down to feed the homeless, and uh, we carried um, I forgot what what all we were carrying, but I remember it was baked beans and potato salad. And so when we got done, um, we loaded everything back up and went back to the went back to the church and unloaded and washed everything up and went home. Fast forward six or seven months later, um, we were cleaning out the church van and discovered that one of the tubs of potato salad had, had uh, rolled under a seat and sat in the back of the church van uh, for the next seven months through the uh, the heat of an Alabama summer. And uh, wow. it, now... It, Emmanuel hey you've you've worked with youth before so let me just ask you a question knowing teenagers the way that you know them if they found a container of potato salad that was 7 months old and had sat in the church van in the in the heat for 7 months what would be their what how, how, what would be their reaction what would they do with that container of potato salad
2: you got to open that sucker up you got
0: to open that sucker up which is exactly what they did <laughs> they opened it up so they could smell it and one of the uh one of the youth ended up actually uh, he either vomited in the parking lot or he came very close to vomiting in the parking lot i can't remember which he had some dry heaves going on if he didn't actually throw up uh, because is he
1: a, a listener to the show no he
0: doesn't listen uh, He's not but, too uh, glad he should. they had to find out what that um eight month old mm. container of potato salad so uh, just when you, when you threw that out this afternoon, that's the one that uh, – we still talk about that to this day is the, uh, the, the way the church van was treated on those trips, um, the dues that it paid to deliver food to the homeless, and the lost container of potato salad in the Alabama summer heat. Uh, so not exactly what you were talking about, Chase, in terms of mistakes. I, know. I think that's
1: actually pretty close.
0: Uh, just a story that popped to my, to my mind.
1: It's actually fairly similar to the story I'm going to tell, uh, but but first, uh, Mr. Marsh, do you have anything that would fit the category?
2: I do not think that I have one single funny or you know horrible ministry experience uh, to talk about. Like I've been racking my brain trying to think of something, and maybe because I'm not in. Like, you know, I haven't been in full-time ministry that long, so it's not – so I haven't had enough time to to screw things up or, or witness things being screwed up. Um,
0: you, you could uh, – if, if this was um, – if we were off the grid and nobody knew your name, you could share some interesting um, pastor searches that you've set through in your time.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: And and how you handled those, but I I guess I guess since people in this town might might know who you are, you might not. uh, I wouldn't care about that.
2: That might Uh, not be too funny. Interesting pastor searches. Now I do have some stories about that. (laughs) Um,
1: All right, well well, maybe think about that one for a second. I'll I'll share mine. Okay. Or maybe you could think about something that's that's gone wrong in a a counseling session years ago. I remember uh, the I might have shared part of this story before, so long-time listeners you might have, might have heard it twice. But um, when I first became a minister, the year was 1992. Uh, I was brought on as a, uh, a almost full time, uh, and I think I made like seven dollars an hour. So we're not talking about you know a, a big time full time, but I was like a full time uh, well,
0: minimum wage.
1: It was above minimum wage, yeah. I wasn't complaining. That's a memorable Uh, year.
0: I uh, was getting ready to start high school.
1: Yeah, well, I I uh, was—I think a sophomore in college. So seven dollars an hour, seven and a quarter, whatever it was. It was really good. Um, but I was a I was a junior high youth minister at a fairly large church, and one of the things I was tasked with was uh, I was given responsibility over the visitation ministry of the church, mainly the youth part of it, but kind of all of it kind of put together. At the time I started, there was a very small crowd of people that would come and almost no youth, uh, so probably less than... Five. And, and this was back in the day when we did Visitation every week. It was on Tuesday night. So, Batman 2, which I think was Batman Returns, was uh, the big movie at the time. That's the Michael Keaton Batman with Danny DeVito as Penguin, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Um, so, so, we're talking about a long time ago. I, I started calling it Bat Visitation. And and that was not very cl- clever or creative at all. But we cut out little pictures of bats and things like that, and 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 did advertisements around the church. And, and a few people started coming. Uh, it was very corny.
0: Did you did you wear Batman mask?
1: Never did that. Never never went that far. Okay. And, and and my memory fails how we actually ended up going from bat visitation to barf visitation. But the thing that really took <laughs> visitation to the next level for this particular barf, church
0: barf and like
1: like really reached carfuls of youth is that the car I drove for visitation we would we would go out, we would have a list of people to visit, we would go out, we would go to the convenience store before we visited anybody, and we would buy some food. Some bread, hot dogs, maybe mayonnaise, just, just, just gross stuff. Then we would go do our visitations, and then for the last 30 minutes would be kind of the main attraction. We would drive around neighborhoods and find people that were like playing in their yard or walking their dog or something like that, and, and when we would see them, uh, and this is this is really a terrible terrible thing. I hope nobody ever copies this, but we would see them a couple of hundred yards away, and and whoever's turn it was would fill their mouth with bread and hot dogs and mayonnaise and mustard and chew it up to a a, a, a nice little consistency and then we would slowly drive by and, and make a big show of the person with the mouthful getting out of the car holding their stomach and barfing barfing in full view of the person and then getting back in the car and we would drive off and so we all took turns myself included uh, i'll never forget there was poor little uh it was a. it was a teenage girl sitting in front of her house talking on a cordless phone, and uh, the look of horror on her face as, as we pulled up sort of near her house and, and barfed on the street. It's really, I should be put in jail for it. How many
0: people came to know Jesus through the uh, barfing, yeah, this barfing is, in I the neighborhoods? About
2: the whole time he's telling this story is like, yeah, no we're, wonder we're, kids go to college and become heathens, because this was... This, <laughs> I tell my classes all the time. It's like the fact that anybody got saved in the nineties, youth. I said, I said, y'all have no idea how our youth groups were. It was they're horrible.
0: Now you can tell this story.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it, there, there is a criminal charge called contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Yeah, and I'm fairly certain I engaged in that criminal activity every Tuesday night. Was the
0: idea to get Youth interested in and in having fun. It was that was that what you were doing um, through the park nights,
1: David? As you might remember from when you were a, a young man, uh, just twenty or twenty-one, it, you were colossally stupid <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and, and any idea seems like a good idea. It, it, look, people, youth came by the scads to this thing. And they all fought over which one would ride in my car, and 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 they would all go tell their friends. I don't know how in the world parents never heard about it. Listen, maybe they did.
0: It, but I can tell you right thing. now, had you had you shown up in my youth group in 2010 with the group that I had and said, look, you guys can stay here and listen to David talk for 45 minutes, or you can ride around my car w- with me, and we're going to go into neighborhoods, and we're going to pretend to throw up in people's yards. I would have <laughs> had nobody to preach to. I mean There would have, there might have been one person who would have stayed.
1: Well, to be clear, we, we actually did have Bible study uh, Wednesday night. Yeah. That visitation was Tuesday night. Yeah. So we, we weren't interfering with Bible study at least.
0: Hey, when you told that story at the Hall of Dogma Church one time, and you told about the bat visitation, and you said there's another part of the story that I would like to tell you, but my wife is giving me a look, and I can't <laughs> I can't tell it. Yeah, uh, I'm really glad that you got that off your chest here tonight. There you go. Yeah, she'll be glad I'm you not know.
1: even probably telling you the worst of it. That, that's pretty bad.
0: That definitely means the fact that I just didn't get all the potato salad out of the van. Uh, really makes my story look pretty stupid. Although, if you'd have had my seven-month-old potato salad, you could have really done some barfing in people's yards. Uh,
1: this past week, when it was uh, the temperature got into the 80s, we made a chicken casserole, and uh, I think we made it on a Sunday, uh, left it in the car overnight on a really a warm Alabama spring day. Uh, I went and got it out the next day. It had been in the car for 24 hours or 36 hours, And I brought it inside, and I forgot to throw it away. Mm. Um, And the next morning, my wife had also forgot to throw it away. So my poor son, for lunch, made himself a nice heaping portion of 48-hour-old chicken casserole.
0: Yeah? How'd that go?
1: You know what? Nothing happened to him. Did you panic? Not,
0: did you consider? I, I was, did you consider taking him to the hospital and getting a stomach pump? Be honest.
1: No, nah, I don't worry about stomach stuff that much. Okay. It tends to resolve itself.
0: Yeah, it'll resolve itself.
1: Now, if somebody, if somebody had coughed on it, I would have been scared.
0: Did uh, did we get any voicemails from anybody leaving uh, ministry stories? I thought Rob Halton said he may have left one. I, we I know yes. we actually won't be able to it into the show but we could add it to our special voicemail show that we did
1: let's let's do that so rob did send one okay. and what we need to do is uh i will try to insert it here here in editing yeah so i'm gonna play it right now the problem is y'all aren't going to be able to hear it so i'll play it and then y'all kind of uh give a real good hearty laugh and make a comment about it and let's see how close your comment is to reality. Okay, okay you ready? All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. This is voicemail from our good buddy Rob Houghton. Go ahead, Rob.
0: As a worship leader, I would typically wear just jeans and some sort of shirt of adequate length, uh, but as I raised my hands, uh, the shirt would obviously come up with it. And as a charismatic worship leader who didn't play an instrument at the time, uh, that shirt would go up quite a bit. Well, at the end of one particular service, uh, a good friend of mine notified me that my fly was open the entire time. So hopefully everybody's eyes were on Jesus, uh, besides my friend, and not gazing into the abyss. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And we're back. Wow.
0: Uh, Let me say this about what Rob just said. That right there caused this show to be delayed being released by four days (laughs) (laughs) with chase editing the podcast good work rob all right emmanuel do you have a funny story or do you want to get into tullian i
2: don't i don't know that i have a funny story like this you know it didn't involve i don't have any bar stories I do remember teaching, uh, I taught the um, high school Sunday school class uh, for a while, and I was, you know, how you make an off-the-hand remark. Yeah. And it's, You know, there's about 20, 20 high schoolers, and I mentioned a friend of mine who had killed somebody. It's kind of, I don't even know what we're talking about. It, was, it had to do with the lesson. And I'm looking down at my Bible. I look back up and the whole, and these are like, you know, upper middle class, rich, suburban kids. And everybody is staring at me in horror. Um, (laughs) Most of the kids in it. And there's like me, my wife's in there. She's horrified that I said that out loud. And there's a couple of, uh, we used to have an inner city program that we'd we'd bring in uh, kids from the inner city to come to youth group and come to church. And there were a couple of them in there, and I was like, So everybody, where I'm from those murderers," and the, <laughs> and everybody looked at the inner city kids, and they just shook their head, like, "Yeah, pretty much."
0: Yeah.
2: Cool. It, nice. it was, and it was one of the many times I probably almost got fired uh, <laughs> before, I, before I actually did get fired. So uh, uh,
0: now, but, if, if we had went down the road of of mistakes and things we've said in teaching, then. Uh, I know Chase would have had some stories. I could have uh, – I'll, I'll just point people back to, if you've never listened to episode 60 of the Gospel Friends entitled, I'm the Bill Cosby of my family. <laughs> you can listen to that and hear one of my uh, faux pas from from teaching, an illustration.
2: Uh, he he has not been adjudicated in the court of law yet. He's innocent until proven guilty. Well,
0: man. Right. Wow. All so, right.
2: All right. So You can still be the Bill Cosby of your family until until further if if you want to. (laughs) Hey,
1: real quick on the count of three, let's all say how many people we've shot. One, (laughs) two, three.
2: Statute of Uh, limitations. In other news.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm trying. All right, last
2: last. I don't don't know what the statute of limitations is on just on just shooting somebody if you don't. didn't
0: die. Yeah. Oh,
1: there's pro- you're, you're probably right. There's a distinction there, isn't there? Yeah. I, have, I
0: have murdered, I have executed uh, four or five mice in the past month. Oh, that's not good.
2: would Nice week, man. I would have moved. Well.
1: <laughs> One summer I executed 80-plus mice at the house you're living in, David.
0: Thanks, Jace. Wow.
1: They're coming for you, and you're going to enjoy it.
0: Uh,
2: that's an infestation, y'all, y'all. Y'all remain living there. It was. Yeah, it's, buddy. It's kind of, they were field mice. It's kind mice. of in the woods.
0: Like it's. Yep. it It's. I have a cat. The cat eats some of the mice, and and then look, I, you know, I know, I know, Emmanuel. Um, what was it that you saw in the middle of the night that caused you to get up and go to, directly to the hotel? I didn't. No, oh, it ran across your face. A oh, rat. rat.
2: <laughs> yeah crawled on my head Yeah. Nice. When I was I was sleeping, something woke me up. It felt <laughs> like if I you know, it's kind of thing like did that just happen. did that was that what like, hey, it was? Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> and I look to I, and it's dark in the room. There's a little light, you know, and I see at the corner of my eye something crawl looks like it crawled behind my wife's pillow.
1: <laughs> so I wow. turned
2: on the light, okay? And I'm standing up in the bed, looking around trying to see if anything happens. And out from under the bed runs a—it's a, a, not a huge rat, but it's—it's it's, but it's a rat. It's probably a—you know—it's not—it's not a baby, but it's not a full-grown like New York sewer rat either. But it's—it's it's big enough for me to be concerned. I don't do rodents. Uh. And I'm <laughs> and I'm like looking. It runs into the closet. <laughs> And it runs back out to the middle of the floor, and it just stares down and looks at me like, what? <laughs> you know, like, I live here. And and you did what? I started getting stuff together. My wife's like, what are you, you know, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to a hotel. I'm like, really? And she's like, she's sleep. She love. My wife loves her sleep. And so anything to get back to sleep. And she's like, I was just going to stay here and go to sleep. I was like, look, you're free to do what you want to. <laughs> you know, I hope you was <laughs> You know, I hope you and Master Splinter are pretty are happy. Uh, and I started packing. Actually, I wasn't even packing. I just put on clothes, and I was going. She's like, "What about your clothes?" I was like, "I'll buy some at the mall." And that's just what I did. I didn't even go home for clothes. I, I actually bought clothes daily.
0: And y'all were in that hotel. How long were you in that hotel? It was five or six days, wasn't it?
2: For a week. Yeah. I, I called a a company that, you know, they put out traps. They set up all the places that a mouse or anything could get into. And I did that before I, before I came back home. But even then I had a, I had P I had PTSD. Like I was, and I'm not saying that in a joking, joking manner. Like I was traumatized. Like I'd be at home and if there's a slight sound, I'd jump. Like I, it took me, and I'm still probably not cured, but it took me about a year to even, like, sleep heavy because at the – and my wife would like – you know how your wife might brush up against you and oh, – you guys are married. We, you probably don't get that much contact from your wife when you're in bed. But every now and then your wife – might. Do you ask, have any – you got any comments to <laughs> that? You know how sometimes, you know – I'm just listening. Okay. How you're lying in bed and your wife accidentally touches you because <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. well, my wife would Definitely absolutely touch guns. me, and I would jump like ten feet off the <laughs> bed. Like <laughs> it was bad. Like I mean, I call my pastors. Like I need prayer. I was like I, I you have not a lot sick. of guns. Did you ever just randomly shoot? No, I, I'm. The thought crossed my mind. If I thought I could, if I if I was pretty sure that I could hit it, I probably would. But they're quick, you know.
0: Yeah, you, you might but just if, have to uh, hold They
2: are quick. Animals. You know, but, they're quick. If I thought I could hit it, I probably would have shot it. But, uh, David, It would have been, been rat, <laughs> rat bits everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. <laughs> but, but I would have slept well. Um,
1: David, the summer that we had the field mice infestation in the parsonage, I would some night sit at the computer with my CO2... Uh, um, a, a semi-automatic, a BB pistol, and and I would hear them coming, and I would just wait, and I would just I would just shoot, shoot. I didn't hit, I hit, I hit some of them. I didn't hit many of them because, as Emmanuel said, that they're fast and they're little. But I would just sit there and wait, and they would come around the corner, and I pop them.
0: Blood everywhere.
1: No, they didn't bleed that much. Yeah. Not from a BB.
0: So
2: yeah. so here's, so here's a, a ministry story that will lead us into. Uh, our, our our next story, okay. Next, um, kind of. So, we were interviewing for a youth pastor, and we hired a guy who he, he was a, he was a youth pastor at another church when we hired him, and we hired him. And about a month into it, he's like, "I don't see how y'all do this," and we're like, "Do what? Spend <laughs> time with all these kids." <laughs> Wait, that was the youth pastor that said that? Yes. And we're like, you're a youth pastor. And he was like, yeah, I know, but I don't really like kids. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in my defense, I voted against him. That's what I do. I I think I voted against everybody they wanted to hire ever in our church. Yeah, Um, There's nobody I voted for. No, there was one person I voted for, but most of the time I voted against everybody. But... You know, it was, he was, like, like a couple of months into the job, and he's like, I don't see how y'all do this. Wow. And we found <laughs> out why he didn't like it. I mean, he was in a, he was one of those people who were like, I just got to do this until I can get my real job. And so eventually he left, he left to go back to his old church and be associate pastor. Um.
0: So that's a question that you you guys, or the search committee, I guess, didn't think to ask. Do, do you like, do you like youth, do you like kids?
2: I, I, I probably asked that question. I asked a Look, I used to get in trouble for asking questions. I would would grill people when they came in there, and I would get in trouble. Well, all right, guys.
1: That kind of brings us to the end of the show. I am not sure that's the most edifying conversation we've ever had, but uh, I suppose we did have some fun. Join us next week for a much longer and epic episode 95, where you'll probably hear David say...
0: Hey, is Chase taking our uh, wives out for dinner and dancing after the concert, or are they coming home?
2: Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine.